George Floyd came to Minneapolis to better his life, but ultimately, his life will have bettered our city. The jury joined in a shared conviction that has animated Minneapolis for the last 11 months. They refused to look away and affirmed he should still be here today. Brandon, Minneapolis to better his life. When you want to better your life, how much fentanyl do you take? Welcome to Rock Bottom, everybody. Candace Owens, part three, let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Come on now. <laughs> People will get it. People will get Timely. it. They know. They know what it is. What's up, everybody? I'm Cena Gazzari. Welcome back to Fraudsters. Joining us in the studio, Justin Williams, Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy, and the amazing Ariel Lieti at Ariel Lieti. It's so great to be continually talking about this person. You were just nice. saying you don't like continually talking about this person, so I don't know. I'm filled what the with truth lies. Is. Lies. <laughs> it's awful. It's it I love looking great. up clips. This is not fun. No. Love Candace. Love it. That's my baby love. girl. Is that your baby girl? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> She's never been called that by crush. anyone. Yeah, what if you met her and you were just like, baby girl, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl, you know my situation. That's I would love a, to just like aggressively black guy cat call uh, Candace Owens. Yeah. <laughs> she would use that in her next like TED talk. I was aggressively catcalled by a gentleman wearing glasses in Newark, New Jersey. It looks like they haven't cleaned up that city. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have some self-respect. Hey, <laughs> Candace. That's you? Yeah. What's up, girl? Looking good with your Nazi ass. <laughs> with your neo-Nazi ass. You know what? She actually might like that. That's yeah, my kink. Those... I want you to tell me that I'm inferior. <laughs> those boots look thick. This is why we should stop talking about her. Look what you've done. You're now catcalling her in a fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> this is not appropriate. All right. Black well, wives matter. Okay. Am I right, Candace? <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about Blexit? Yeah, we oh, yeah. well, so we, we had a bunch of clips last time, but I think there's there's a little bit more meat left on this Blexit bone. Ugh, oh, I don't boy. like the way Just I sound. Just right up to the marrow. Yeah. yeah right right up real close. I hate myself. Okay. It's fine. This Much is like a lemon pepper. A okay. <laughs> <laughs> a dry lemon pepper wing. Not made well, because it's Candace's. Yep. Well, look, according to the Daily Beast, Candace Blexit, in 2019, as its first year as a nonprofit, the Blexit Foundation pulled in over $904,000 in donations, and the organization's operations were modest that year. None of its top execs, including Owens, worked there full-time or drew a salary from the foundation, allegedly. But in 2020, amid national debates over race in the wake of George Floyd's murder, Blexit's fundraising skyrocketed. Hmm. Blexit received, whoa, $7 million, a little more than $7 million in contributions that year. It also started spending big. That year, Owens took $230,000 in pay from Blexit. <laughs> Nonprofit's events director also made six figures with a salary of 105000 <laughs> 
That's cute. But good for you. $200,000. My wife works in nonprofits, and I know how much, like, the people that run the nonprofits make, like, big ones, and it's, like, $230,000. This is, like, her and three other people just yeah. keeping the money, it seems. Nonprofits yeah. that actually do things like you get two hundred thousand yeah. to run like what like the like Doctors <laughs> Without Borders or something. <laughs> that that Blexit yeah, event was very. They, like, that, they had a big event, you know. It takes us throw a party. It was not speeches. a big event. It was they made T-shirts at the Party City and decided to just pay some <laughs> actors to be in the audience while she talked about nothing on stage. <laughs> what if it was hustle. like a timeshare thing <laughs> it where was. it's like we gotta we gotta go watch. This whole thing. And then we'll get a t-shirt at the end of it. Anybody want to go? <laughs> Blexit. Blexit. Oh I God. hate it. So, yeah, she took some money uh, on the back of George Floyd's murder. So, uh, great, wonderful, feeling really good about that as a person. Other expenses added up. In 2020, Blexit spent more than $1 million on travel, some of it first class or charter. I hate this. Blexit allows pre-approved charter travel in certain circumstances for urgent business relative to raising funds for the organization as part of the normal course of business and due to heightened travel restrictions caused by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic's impact on commercial travel and flight availability. The organization's filings from that year show. <laughs> I, I, I think we need to do an entire series on the number of people that abuse travel at their companies and stuff. The, the oh, NRA but... did this. They skimmed a bunch of money. They just did privately traveled. There was that one, uh, who's that one um, evangelical minister? I saw an amazing clip of him where he bought Tyler Perry's plane and he was oh. flying it around. Oh, great. Was that Creflo Dollar? Like, I, or I remember, <laughs> I remember, and he gave a sermon on it. He's like, I need that plane to get to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I saw this that. This is like, it's like, oh, we <laughs> gotta do some fundraising. Like all fundraising can't be done online now. You need Wait, to like go to these Wait, what is so magical places. about Tyler Perry's plane? What does it have? The, <laughs> the, the, the original Medea suit. Yeah, some grits. That's the Black gun. Power move. When, like, because Tyler Perry has his own studio, he has his own plane. When you buy Tyler Perry's plane, that means you're part of the Black Elite. I, I remember he said, "I need this suit." I need this watch. <laughs> it's like it's a different guy. <laughs> no, I they're need. all the same guy. They all say the same thing. Here it is for preacher Kenneth Copeland. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think that? No, listen to me this thing. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need. It, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main. Isn't it true that you want what? to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business. Oh! But Isn't it the business <laughs> of your donors? Listen. He's going he's gonna to grab her. He's going to slap her, yeah. Look at, look, how, look at the rage. Look at, look at the rage. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I may murder you now. <laughs> getting getting into my SUV. Like a chance to to catch your breath and and have a conversation. We don't want to we don't want to catch you off guard. I love Inside Edition. You got to get this now. Hey, you listen to hey, me. My my wife thinks Inside Edition is. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, what? 
Uh, Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just, let me. Let me pray. Just. Oh, well, let, me, let me just God. ask a really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. What? We have brought over a hundred. Let's see. This, the latest figures just came out. Uh, 122 million people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I wasn't. Oh. I didn't. Let me give you not me. Example. I think he skipped last it. May. You brought a third of America's population to Christ. Yeah. For Directly Lagos, to Christ. Nigeria. That's a long. Is oh, he, he went to Lagos. To killing 122 million. I had a week off, and I was scheduled for Peru. And I prayed about it, and I thought, I'm not missing that dedication. In oh, my God. Without the, the airplane that we have. That we got to put this Tyler out as a clip. Curry, and I didn't pay anywhere. And Tyler's one of the greatest guys. Have we done he made uh, fraudsters about he this He made man? that airplane so cheap for me, I couldn't help but buy it. Well, my question then. What, what, all right, all right. We don't have to all right, but I want to get to yeah, the demons because people are very concerned about <laughs> His explanation was worse than the black preachers. The black preachers were like preaching, like defending it. Oh, that was the guy with the watch, didn't he? Like he, yeah, uh, that was the guy with the watch. To buy him a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what time God needs me to do something. <laughs> I love that. I'd rather you speak to me in pimp speak than any other way. It was pimp speak. I feel like I feel better about it. No, but do you see the way the way he's pimp is like? Now you didn't caught me off guard. Now, now listen. Yes. And yes, it's like, like correction. My, it's I got the, to it's be, the turnaround, yeah. I got to be <laughs> where I got to be. So if you don't understand that, then you're not part of my program. <laughs> I don't know what to tell Nothing you, baby girl. You. Real cute, though. I love that inside edition. My wife goes, oh. <laughs> my wife goes, I'm going to, I'm going to. What's wrong with your wife, bro? Why is she? Why is why does Inside Edition give her the O face? Yeah, but it's weird. Like I don't know why all these people. The one place that it's so clearly obvious that you're scamming people is when you take private jets places. Yeah, that's the main one. How dare I fly commercial? I don't want to fly with you, demons. He didn't. He did not correct her either. He was like, it's just not the people. It's just demonic being in the air that long. You understand? Hey, we get it. Sixty-five percent of the stuff I have to do. She should have been like, I don't disagree with you, but we, we, yeah, you, it is demonic being in the sky with all these people. It's like a bus in the air. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, we I, I give Candace, uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and just give her a pass then. She couldn't fly with yeah. people because of COVID. I want to know what her fundraising events are because there's always four black people at the events. So what is she fundraising to get <laughs> like? They got to fly them in. She actually, there, there are more black people like on her private jet than there are in the audience of any of these events. So right. I wonder yeah. like where the fundraising is going. I mean, in her, her pocket, I think. I, I could think get, that's... I could get four people. If you, if anybody listen to Frosters, I, if you give me $7 million, <laughs> I can get four people, black people to show up to something. Yeah. Yeah. I you believe in me. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll I got go a, wherever it is on a jet or whatever. Yeah. Put me on a private jet, pass me a million or some odd dollars, whatever you want me to do. 
<laughs> All right. So she did she charter planes. She couldn't go on regular planes because of COVID, allegedly. Then ABC News reported in 2020, Blexit paid Black people to attend an event at White House's South Lawn that took place at the height of COVID lockdown. They were directed to wear Blexit t-shirts and received mention from President Trump. Joe Biden went on to win 92% of the black vote in the 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh, Look, I'll say this. If you pay me to be a paid actor at a Trump rally, I'll just cover my face a little bit, but how much you paying? If you pay a couple hundred thousand dollars, I'll, I'll go. I won't yeah. talk and I won't be like really seen. You'll, I'll like. Yeah. But if you pay me, I'll go. I get it. I'm not mad at anyone that gets paid to be a paid actor on any of this shit. I'm not mad at you. Collect I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad yeah. at that person. You can't be mad at that person. It's like the people that came around and they were giving me flyers for Rick Caruso for mayor in Los Angeles. The guy that was like a former Republican and it's like basically like like a, a Trump light. Uh, <laughs> and like this woman came up to the door. And she knocked and she was just like, uh, Rick Caruso. And I was just like, are you a supporter of him or are you just working? And she said, have a great day. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, good. Keep, yeah, collect keep your working. Points. Yeah, get, get your it. money. You know? Get your money. It's not so, great. Joe Biden ended up winning. Yeah, 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 he ended up winning. But, you know, she wasn't done yet. There was this thing that I found that she announced uh, called the Freedom Phone. And it was this idea that, you know, there's this whole, like, reaction to big tech, which is, like, weird because, you know, we get it. Yeah, big tech, let's let's talk about it. You know, let's regulate it, whatever. Let's, let's make a thing. But they're like, no, we need to, like, go off into, like, the digital woods and have our own internet. She wanted to get a phone that was not connected to Google or Apple. Here's... The phone. We're do people, not complain people. It's a so I put out basically a call <laughs> to everyone and I said, we need to have a phone that is made that is not controlled by Apple or Google. And, um, you know, I notoriously tweeted, we need Elon Musk to make the e-phone. Um, and a bunch of people contacted me, my husband, and said, we're making a phone, we're making a phone, and it's not going to be controlled by Apple or Google. And I was like, okay, you talk a big game, send us the phones. So some of them were absolutely terrible. Some of them were even worse than terrible. Finally, we got a phone and I cannot be more excited about it. And I I'm telling you today, you need to get this phone. I am so on board with this. I said, I want to be the biggest spokesperson for this phone. Um, just by the way, give me some credit. I have been on social media for four years. You've been following me for four years. I have never, ever once, think about how big this is, pitched a product at you. Never, not once. I've never, I've, I have sponsors coming to me all the time. I don't pitch any products. I don't, I, I'm not here to be an Instagram celebrity and be like, oh my God, let me get you tummy tea. If it does not help save the nation, I don't pitch it, okay? So I'm serious when I'm telling you to stop everything that you are doing and I'm holding in my hand, literally, <laughs> a smartphone that is not controlled by Apple or Google, okay? So think about this. This is like, I'm trying to, let me just open it and not put my passcode on the Android. So that, yeah. you know, I'm not one of those idiots. Um, <laughs> what? what? So this is called the Freedom Phone. If you use my code Candice, you can get 10% off. You go to freedomphone.com. Look at this. It's an actual smartphone. You're going, that looks like an Android. That's because it is an Android. And you're going, how is that possible? Android, come to find out, is not, the, it's open source, meaning it's not, it's, it, it was created not for Google. Actually, it was created for Microsoft. So unlike the Apple iOS system, um, unlike the Apple phone, you can 
rejig this. And this is what this guy, Eric Finman, who I've known for years, brilliant kid. I call him a kid because he was known as the Bitcoin teenager millionaire. He was like 17 and became a multimillionaire off of Bitcoin. And he's very involved in tech. And he basically figured out that you can, it's a completely different operating system, rejig the Android. So it's an Android phone, but it's not for Google or by Google. This is a freedom phone. I'm holding a freaking phone that is not controlled by Apple or Google. We made the switch immediately. Immediately. This is more sad than anything else. She's holding a Google phone, you guys. I have, I can actually show you. I have yeah. rejigged. <laughs> I have rejigged my phone for you guys today. Wow, it's the same oh. thing. That's your. <laughs> I've changed the background because I rejigged it. You can see there's plants here. <laughs> Did you rejig that phone? Is that Just a rejigged yes, phone? Today I rejigged. It's a jig. Oh my god! It's exactly the same. Oh my god! The freedom phone. So I did not realize I had a freedom phone until today. So she just put Douglas. an American flag screensaver in the back and told yeah. an Android. <laughs> oh lordy, it's it's great when it's like okay, <sighs> so it's an open sourced platform, and then she goes on to talk about how there's a there's a custom app store called the Patriot App Store or whatever. And here's the thing about when you do something that's open sourced. It also means it's open to everyone else. And so there's no security really on the phone. You're telling me Eric Finman had enough security resources to lock down a phone from, I don't know, any hacker. When you go to that app store, what app are you downloading? That is it really Twitter? Is it really Instagram? You're going to get 22 different versions of it. Half of them are probably from China. The other half are from other people that are just scamming you because you are such an easy mark. And what's really funny, too, here is that she also was posting about this phone when she said she made the switch immediately. She was posting about this phone on her Twitter from her iPhone. So she oh, was not no. even. <laughs> so it all no. said from iPhone in the message. Oh, wait. So here, here's the price. Oh, my God. And it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> How much? Great question, Rebecca Reeves. This phone costs $500. If you use the code Candace, you will get 10% off. That's correct. 10% off. That's correct. I want to double check. You will get 10% off if you if you use the code Candace at checkout, but you can't use Apple Pay. So if you want to get the 10% off, then you need to go to just pay Give me like, cash via credit directly. card. Or different checkout processes don't use Apple Pay because when you use Apple Pay, Apple Pay gets like something weird. So just pay, check out normally without using Apple Pay, you can get 10% off um, by using just my first name, Candace. I think you literally need to get this phone today. I'm going to try to answer as many questions as possible, but keep in mind, I'm not the biggest tech person. What? Yeah, no oh, no. Start a tech founder. <laughs> not the biggest tech person. Oh, not boy. the biggest tech person. Okay. Be Apple gets something weird. If you click Apple on it. does a thing. I don't know. It's a freedom phone. Enjoy. I don't Never know. Sorry. Um, Just give me a credit so card. When this phone came out, you're like, all right, let's see what's this. What's going on with this? And the Daily Beast found out that the freedom phone is actually a Chinese knockoff phone. Umadigi. Umadigi. An A9 Pro. That's the model number. But it's from China. It's like a phone that's supposed to like 
basically mimic the iPhone. And it's $120 uh, if you get it from China. You can just order it just with the stock Android in it. So (laughs) there's the freedom. And I also overpaid for my phone. I could have gotten a $100 AliExpress phone. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. You wouldn't have all the sweet, sweet Google things. Rejigging we talk? Yeah, when are we going to get you an iPhone so we can have a group chat? Oh, no, I don't iPhone. Don't do that. Nope. What are we doing? I'm not not like you sheep, okay? (laughs) Oh, there we go. My Google phone forever. Did I see you at Blexit? Were you in that last clip? I, that was me. That was me. You caught me. That is how I paid my rent that month, so I will not be judged. Well, that's the freedom fund. I just wanted to bring that uh, to the table for everyone. Uh, I'm glad I did because I haven't seen Justin laugh like that since I've met him. It's so, just, well, incredible. because it's like, even if you're like in on the con, she's so unconvincing, even as among as con, uh, even like among yeah. con artists. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. even if you're like on her side, you're, you're not like getting suspicious at how like sloppily presented all of this is. It's, it's, yeah. it, just, it shows how hyper partisanship once you like, it's like, it's like the easiest con. And that's how someone like Candace Owens, who's like not particularly like talented as like a speaker or even a con artist, has managed to become like huge in this, right? Huge. She found like the right place for her, you know? Yeah, I, w- I was just thinking she's not very good at this. Yeah. No. She's just there. She, you know, she's just like, she saw an opportunity and she's there. And there's it, it, something to that, I guess. It's like you just have to be willing to throw your group under the bus. And it's like the threshold for that is so, like, 99.9% of people won't do something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, you just have to want to, you just have to be the person to step into that void. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like how good you are or anything, you know, That's true. which is like the type of affirmative action that conservatives say all affirmative action is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Like how much of this is just the fact that she's a black woman speaking out against, you know, logic and her own. It's all of it. She's yeah. not doing right? anything. She's not doing it even well. She's just there doing it. Could I ask who does do it well? You know who you know who uh, actually did it really well. Well, Thomas Sowell for number one is like is like okay p- because he takes all of this and then puts it in like uh, academic format. Yeah, right. Academic format. Yeah. So he's uh, he's like the like sophisticated form, right? But yeah, yeah but they who, don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it in a sophisticated format. So she's kind of perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Thomas Sowell is like for if you're racist, but you're like lit- you're very literate, right? <laughs> um, you know, you you have some sophistication. I'll tell you who's very good at this was, uh, and they got elevated around the same time because it's like all you had to do was be a black Trump supporter. Was Diamond and Silk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Diamond, thinking about them. Yeah, Diamond and Silk were an amazing minstrel act from the 1800s. <laughs> I was actually in an improv level two class with them at UCB. They were fantastic mm-hmm. at the Armando. They are, yeah, because it's like you can't. It's crazy and it's wild, but you can't argue with the the teamwork, the presentation. I mean, it's like super cringeworthy if you're black because it's so stereotypical. A minstrel show is racist, but it's also a good show. It's like there was singing and dancing. Like it took talent to make that yeah. level of oh like racist. You know what I mean? I do. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, like this and is like, racist, but this person is classically trained. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Diamond and Silk believe? Do you think Diamond and Silk believe what they're saying? No. no. They got paid $2,000 in like a wig. They said it. <laughs> they wouldn't be, these people are going, these black people are going from literally somebody who would be, you would consider having mental illness into a webcam for like 20 people to like, they're like opening for Donald Trump at yeah. like the arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Like they're, they're they're going straight to the top of like the show business ladder by like expressing like you express two opinions and your entire life is just, they're like on Fox News they're like you get to be like a you get to be like a somebody the funny thing about this is that they only get to be a somebody to their audience because the stuff they're saying so wild nobody mainstream will go anywhere near them and then they get frustrated they're like well the mainstream media doesn't want to hear what I have to say. And it's like, yeah, you've been calling Joe Biden a pedophile for the last two years. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how Candace Owen has and continues to exploit the murder of George Floyd. Welcome back. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, the anti-George Floyd industry that Candace has been chugging along with uh, because she is a disgusting individual. So in May 2020, Candace Owens first guessed and then continually claimed that George Soros and the foundations he founded had funded the chaos in Minneapolis. That's more, and that's more anti-Semitism, by the way. That oh, yeah. Instead yeah. of saying Jews, that you make George Soros responsible for everything and then go, well, I'm just saying it about George Soros. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, he's like, George Soros is the subject of like a ton of anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, you don't need to fund the chaos. They, the Minneapolis Police Department did it themselves. They sparked it. It's yeah. pretty easy. In June 2020, Birmingham, Alabama, Parkside Cafe's co-owner, Michael Dykes, was under fire after calling George Floyd a thug and protesters idiots, amongst other things, in a text to co-workers. Several workers quit over this exchange and many began to boycott the business. Owens later created a GoFundMe for the owners of this restaurant in support of their bigoted remarks and raised over $200,000 before the campaign was suspended by GoFundMe. Yuck. Yeah, it's so much it's so much money if you play to the these people that are like, well, I feel unseen because I'm a scumbag. And like if you just like raise the flag for these people, you can raise money. You know, uh, I wonder how much money uh Kyle Rittenhouse and like George Zimmerman oh raised. Yeah. Like that's also like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. This year, 2022, she directed and released The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM, which pushes debunked claims like George Floyd died because he had a system full of fentanyl and meth. And beat women and held guns to their pregnant bellies. All right, so uh, I don't worry, folks. I did not purchase the movie, but I did get the trailer that we should just, uh, we could take a look at. Marking, five, take one. This was the so dramatic. He exhibited that behavior 11 months earlier. Mark. I've never been so... Hurt inside. And even as I'm speaking to you right now, it's starting to come back. This is an autonomous zone. Okay, so there's like very dramatic so far in these first 40 seconds of this trailer. Quick cuts to like chaos within the BLM uh, protests and stuff like that. And then like really uh, pausing and building this tension up. I just want to say very quickly here, this what's what's terrifying is that now the extreme right has production value. 
They have good editors. They have good sound. They have good cinematography. This is a problem. Before it was, it was like them like shooting on like an old flip phone. On now, their new AliExpress phone, and now, yeah, now they have resources. But it's also it's also what they're demonizing. Like if you don't even pay attention to what's in it, it's like they're demonizing. Literally in this shot, it's a giant banner that says "Stop the violence with flowers." It's like yep. those are the bad guys in this narrative. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> twenty-three out of twenty-four hours in a cell. No TV. No magazines. No books. No nothing. So anytime a customer brings a counterfeit bill, you see we have plenty of them. We tell them, hey, this is counterfeit. If the customer insists, then we call the police. How did you feel watching the trial? I thought it was a sham. All right, so I, I just want to start it with just you stating your name for the record, as well as your professional background. I have been a police officer in the state of Minnesota for almost four decades. Forensic criminologist and certified medical investigator and police practices expert. <laughs> well, it's a good moment here. It's like, we lived together almost, uh, I guess, it was about four and a half years, almost five years. So you guys, in, in many ways, were some of the people that were the closest to him. And I don't remember seeing your faces on the news or anybody talking to you, so I guess let's just start with that. You guys knew him best, so who was George? Floyd. Candace Owens presents right. a Daily Wire original. Told our side of the story. Maybe it's time for us to tell our story, you know? Yes. Yeah. Is your side the story that a man deserved to die at the at the hands of police? Is that is that the story? I know. I yeah, guess it's, it's supposed to feel bad for the police in this. <laughs> yeah, I, like I guess that's the the angle they're going for. Like oh, I've never seen it in all my days. All this tomfoolery going off because the police. Yeah, we may have murdered somebody, but why did you guys get so upset? <laughs> Listen, you can't just kill a guy on camera without society having strong opinions about it anymore. It, it's <sighs> it's really sad. But what I, yeah, I like about it because it's like all red herring stuff. It's like we'll talk to someone that George Floyd baby said something mean to in first grade. It's like all stuff that has nothing to do with the the actual sort of incident. When I see stuff like this, though, and, and this is like her general platform when it comes to George Floyd, is that he was a bad person. She, like, judges him as a bad person. Yeah. But I like to say, like, okay, let's assume he's a very bad person. Yeah. Let's just, for argument's sake, assume that. Let's assume all the worst things that Candace owed. He still doesn't deserve to have a knee on his back and be killed at the hands of police. Yeah. It's like, it's like it. not it's the bare minimum. It's, that's it. Yeah. P- period. It's like, yeah, it's, and we so, don't have extrajudicial killings for bad people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's like, this is like the stuff where you get into the racial side to where it's like, you have fascist people that don't actually believe in the rule of law. Right. They're like, it doesn't, it's immaterial. If, if even a George uh, Floyd has committed a serious crime, right. He's like, still entitled to like a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So when you get these people that just say we should just kill criminals, it's always the black ones. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pandering towards like the most ugly impulses in America. This kind of stuff. It's like this is real bottom of the barrel. It- well, I don't know if you knew this, but the this this actually did you know surprisingly well as far as an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It got 
<laughs> like a like a seven or something crazy, like an eighty yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience, like over two hundred and fifty people. Well, because because it's only yeah. white supremacists are going to be watch. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's like mm-hmm. saying like it's like that documentary that Kyrie Irving like retweeted out has like a one hundred percent rating because it's all black Hebrews watching it. Like anybody yeah, with any sense, watch it, yeah, are gonna be like, what the but fuck is this shit? The- like just even off the title and just like scroll past it, you know. What about the critics, though? And so when I look, oh. there was this one critic on on the page. You know, they have the critics mm-hmm. score on Rotten Tomatoes. There was one critic, Christian Toto from Hollywood in Toto. And so I was like, oh, Hollywood in Toto. Let's, let's go find out what that site is. And let me show you. <laughs> this is Hollywood and Toto. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, Yo, the first thing I see it's no. Chrissy Mayer. It's Chrissy Mayer, yes. one of my, one of, Chrissy. Uh, a peer of mine, uh, somebody I, that I came up with in yes. stand up that I've done yeah. a lot of shows with. Uh, I will say, I've booked her on shows. She, she's made a very, very right wing turn around the 2016 election. That's, yeah. Um, and so the subtitle of this site, Hollywood and Toto, is The Right Take. On entertainment. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so yeah, only yeah. for hyperpartisan in our audience, right? Yeah, exactly. So, it's this whole this ecosystem is- of, and and also even like I'll say like even someone like Chrissy that I've kind of watched from afar is watching her go into. It's kind of the same. It's all the same, <laughs> the same thing, right? It's like you sort of become hyper politicized, and then you become like the Daily Wire's favorite comedian. And there's an audience, but that, but it's like it's its own world. It's like you can't then cross back over into mainstream society, no, which is that's the it. you're done. You're 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 only famous over there, you know. And maybe in the internet, maybe it's impossible to be like for everybody. But it's a funny it's a funny thing to watch. What I also like about this too is even the title is dumb because it's like George Floyd and the rise of BLM. It's like you mean BLM that rose like after the murder of Trayvon Martin several years before George Floyd. But you don't have to, you know. It's all it's all crazy. I again, I think the thing that's for me the big takeaway production value. Yep. Yeah, and it did look gonna, good. That, that, is, that trailer was like that, pretty good looking. And it's also the money yeah. because it's the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is like a huge yeah. source of like misinformation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they, they're some of the biggest player. It's like Daily Wire is like Breitbart, like that level mm-hmm. yep. of of money and access and audience. So, not only has Candace Owens decided to make a whole documentary about how she doesn't believe George Floyd deserved to live. Um, She continues to harass his family. Uh, She says, quote, I have grounds to sue George Floyd's family for doing this little PR stunt. It's causing me a ton of distress. Oh, is it? (laughs) She's the victim. (laughs) She's the victim. I feel angry and I feel upset with the fact that I am fighting for black America to be freed from the lies while these people are fighting to keep them in the dark. These people. Yes. (laughs) George Floyd's Floyd's family. She continues on. This is unacceptable, she persisted. I'm really, I'm serious. I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask lawyers, if this is legitimate, can I see George Floyd's family? Because I should be able to. The conservative author then stated that she wanted to sue Black Lives Matter for colluding with George Floyd's family. This is all like word salad, but like, yeah, even using the word colluding, it's just like, they're just saying that because of the Russia investigation on Trump. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's yeah. just words. It's, it's like word salad of grievances. It's, it's a different language. It's like a different dialect. And it's, well, it's they for, know it, that you learned last couple years, the word collude. 
and they know that that's in your word bank. So they're like, all right, well, let's grab some words from the word bank. Oh, Black Lives Matter, collude, uh, George Floyd, um, suing, uh, I'm, I feel distress, PR stunt, all of the things that she's like, I know these people like that. Like she, I, I, uh. I like how she wants to sue like Black Lives Matter. Like her enemy theoretically would be like Sean King. And yeah. they're, the same, they're, the, they're the same person. They're the exact same person. It's it, on it, a different it's a side, that's all. People still do not know what happened on the day that George Floyd died. They, they've never even seen any video outside of the nine-minute video that was really... All they've seen is 10 minutes of video. <laughs> it's like a tremendous amount of evidence. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, held Jesus. back, giving, just releasing the police cam, which would have cleared up so many of the lies. And it's amazing the emotional power of the narrative as opposed to the truth, the story they tell Joe Biden, a man who has been in government since the 1970s, got on television and said, we are an inherently racist society, an inherently racist government. He said, he basically talked about this trial as if it were difficult to get a conviction of a police officer who has killed a person. It just isn't true. It is. It is. It is. Oh difficult. It's like alternate reality. What's also like very funny about that is that he uses Joe Biden's government service. It actually has nothing to do with his point. Again, it, this is like the conservative speak where it's just like, bring up the fact that Joe Biden's been in government. But just as a matter of fact, you know why Joe Biden's experience uh, lets him know that he knows that racism is in the government? Because you can find clips of Joe Biden saying racist shit as part of the government from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like Joe Biden himself yeah. was against like desegregation in like, I was like Wilmington, Delaware or something like that in the 70s. So you, Joe Biden, know, like, Joe knows, Biden firsthand. Knows, knows firsthand. <laughs> it, like, it's, it's, it, it's, they're so dishonest that they can't even, like, slam Joe Biden correctly. Like, that's what I would bring up. Yeah. I would say, well, Joe Biden said blah, 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 this in the 70s, but they're so, like, wild that they, they don't even care enough about even the facts that even, like, support, like, what they're saying. But uh, yeah, I like this idea that, yeah, uh, it's just like, well, you know, it's really easy to, to convict police. Yeah, all we do every day is convict police for <laughs> wrongful death. There is a thing called immunity, right, that the police have <laughs> from these types of instances. So it takes, so there's a huge standard that they have to overcome when they are actually being tried for these things. So it, it's a thing. To even bring charges is a big yeah. thing. It's like, the, I'm always surprised, actually, when people when the cops get charged. I'm like, wow, didn't think it would even make it that far. Interesting. I mean, yeah. these liberals want to have yeah. you believe that police have a, like, relatively good relationship with prosecutors and that sometimes that <laughs> might manifest itself in cases like these. These liberals want you to believe that crazy lie. All right, let's see. What, there's more to know. this. Oh, it's so crazy. It just isn't true. If you have the testimony, if you have the evidence, you can convict a police officer in this country. He was talking as if it were 40 years ago. People were weeping in the streets when this verdict came in. That's why all the... It were not a done deal. As if they, they were, it wasn't the, the Derek Chauvin who was the guy under the... This guy is absolutely right, because we all remember that when Rodney King was beat on videotape in the middle of Los Angeles, all those officers went to jail. <laughs> or when Eric Garner was choked to death live on camera in Staten Island, all those officers Justin, went to jail. Justin, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about right now. You're bringing up old I, shit. Can we talk about Rodney King for a second? Because they it was brought up, like, the nine minutes of video wasn't enough evidence. And then the Rodney King hearing, because we I actually studied this in law school, 
the Rodney King hearing was so was such a failure of the state to bring a proper case. It was absurd. Obviously, that video, we've all seen the Rodney King video. He's getting beaten to within an inch of his life. It's uh, atrocious. You could obviously see what's happening. So do you know what how they got off? The defense attorney for the police got the cops on the stand, and they showed the video. The video was in evidence. But what the police officer or what the uh, defense attorney did was he slowed the footage down, and he did it almost frame by frame. And he said, in this moment, officer, what are you thinking? Well, they said, well, if you go from here to here, you could see that he's moving his back up and he's trying to lunge at me. And so in that moment, I thought my life was in danger. And so I needed to use yeah. uh, use force to subdue him. What the state never said was, if you go frame by frame on a video, the frame rate is like 30 frames per second. So that means that's one thirtieth of a second yeah. is one frame. So there's no way the mind is processing, oh, this man in this moment as I'm swinging is moving his back slightly in this one thirtieth of a second and my mind is already processing that my life is at risk and I need to use more physical force. And he did that over and over and over again and the jury was like, oh, reasonable doubt. And the state never objected. The judge never objected and there is an objection for this. You could say that that is like prejudicial. This is not the way that's that, that video works. No one understood it then and that's how those fuckers got well yeah because it's under the basic theory that black men are sort of superhuman creatures so you have a you have oh, a, a, a you, think about you have you have you have like a cop uh who's like surrounded with five other cops with nightsticks beating a guy but half of it's like and they can say we felt threatened for our lives and they're like mm -hmm. well you know he was black so that makes some yeah. sense it's actually the same argument that they made in ferguson as well right uh they you know they say when uh when the guy tried to grab mike brown from the window of that police car uh and he goes the way he described the struggle is he said that mike brown it felt like being in the arms of hulk hogan uh, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it always becomes like this, like superhuman kind of imagery. Wow. Uh, it's the same thing with like Trayvon Martin. You look at the yeah. size differential between Trayvon Martin and oh. someone like George Zimmerman. The fact that anybody could even think that Trayvon Martin was the threat. It's just like, you think that blackness immediately equals like big and strong. So for someone like George Floyd or someone like Eric Garner, the fact that they are big black guys, then it becomes like, oh, well, anything's justified. Cause you know, they could, you know. They could do anything. They're big, strong black guys, and that's the scariest type of black guy. Have the testimony, if you have the evidence, you can convict a police officer in this country. He was talking as if it were 40 years ago. People were weeping in the streets when this verdict came in as if it were not a done deal, as if they, they weren't, it wasn't the, the Derek Chauvin who was the guy under, the, uh, under pressure. It's, it's amazing <laughs> how, <laughs> how completely oh, the press He's the real working victim. together with the left has sold this narrative that this is a racist country. I lived out of this country for most of the 90s. This is the least racist country on the face of the planet. What I think is very funny about that is that it's like, number one, a white guy, like sort of telling us about how racist the country is. And it doesn't mean that it, it means America's the most. It's also, again, that's also like goalposts moving. America doesn't yeah. have to be the most racist country in the world to be a very racist one. And then also the thing of uh, that the right would never tolerate is someone who lived outside of this country even commenting on it.
Yeah. The fact that he says yeah, I was gone know? from the country in the nineties, like if that if that would have been a left wing person, right wing people would say, Well, that disqualifies your opinion. You don't even love this country enough to even have stuck around here. Yep. That America is not a backwards racist country as he stood next to the first black man to be elected as president of the United States two times, right? This is a majority Ooh. white country. <laughs> that they that, that, that everybody on that panel tried to systematically fucking undermine <laughs> for no other reason besides <laughs> him being black. I love this stuff where they try to like take credit for Obama's election but they literally were saying he was a muslim terrorist in like email chains <laughs> it would not have happened barack obama would have never been president had it not been for the fact that america has moved on from race but they don't want us Ooh, to move on, on from race anymore moved that's on. exactly where we're getting at yep. there was no ba- there was no backlash on. against obama's election at all by the way all no, 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 people all. were not totally all. happy about it and it never Absolutely. it never culminated in the donald trump administration the most like outwardly racist i have found <laughs> The level of discourse in this country has risen to such a sophisticated level after Obama. Yeah. I really, I, I'm just, I'm just so I grateful. Know, has anyone, I was going to say, has anyone been on Reddit say? or Twitter lately? No? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a very sweet dinner party when I go on no Reddit. Racism. It's really nice. And by the way, you can no. check out Candace Owens speaking to the Aryan Nations fundraiser <laughs> after this claim. Because <laughs> there's no racism in America. Mayor of Minnesota, he says, ready. George Floyd came to Minneapolis to better his life, but ultimately his life will have bettered our city. The jury joined in a shared conviction that has animated Minneapolis for the last 11 months. They refused to look away and affirmed he should still be here today. Brandon, Minneapolis to better his life. When you want to better your life, how much fentanyl do you take? I was going to ask, um, is George Floyd's family suing her? I think they were threatening to sue her, I think. Okay. And that's where yeah. she's like, well, I'll sue you. This is like pissing on a dead man's grave actively, continuously. You know Absolutely. Yeah. Exploiting it, fundraising on it. It's everything. Yeah. And, and it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's playing to the most like evil sort of, it's almost like a sexual like thing with these people. To, like, yeah. The more wild and racist it gets, the more they get off on it. Oh they, like they, they're, they're like laughing at that. What's hilarious about this is that so much of the, the, of these people are actually suffer, suffering themselves from the opioid crisis. Which I which I find hilarious. It's like it's it's this thing where it's like once you put race in it, it, like it you can just become a complete hypocrite. It's like anybody that made fun of the opioid crisis in 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 Minnesota, even even if you just stayed in the state of Minnesota, you would be seen as such an asshole. If you'd be like, look at all these white heroin people that are dying out there. You know, it's a national crisis in rural America. And so the fact that it's okay to make fun of it when it's like George Floyd to me is like this very funny level of hypocrisy. And also, no evidence of fentanyl in George Floyd's system, by the way. Just, yeah, just, uh, just, just we're just repeating this lie again. <sighs> to write a tweet like this, I, if you want to better your life, I think you will start by not using drugs and trying to buy stuff with fake money and resisting arrest from police officers. I Dude, don't know is, what world we live in. What? Why are these people so lame? They're just lying. This is the judgment. This is the pre-judgment, by the way. And that guy's name is Officer Tatum, by the way. He's like a panelist. I guess he's a former cop. Yeah. The, this is the this is the thing where it's just like there's a moral judgment you make against someone, and then from then then on, everything is they, like society has license to kill you. Yeah. Anything you do, anything that happens to you that's bad is your fault. Yeah, that that's it, right? Yeah, when you're black, but it's if you were to list yeah. all the bad things that like Donald Trump has done to these same people, they would then talk about like sort of like the Christian like Christian redemption even though that's something he's never actually asked for or like repented for anything. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a whole separate discourse. It's, 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 it's really, it, it shows you the way that like, uh, 
just like none of the rules of American society apply to black people in these imaginations. Because if you if you literally try to take what they're doing here and put it on someone else, it would be like completely unacceptable. Just making up stuff to stoke hatred and vitriol in our country. That guy was a thug. That guy was a criminal. That guy was using drugs. He's not an example of anybody. He don't represent me as a black man. And I hate that. I want to, I want to point that out. I hate when people say to me, how do you not see yourself in, in, in George Floyd? How do you not see your brother, your cousin? I don't know. My brother and my cousins aren't ingesting fentanyl, resisting. Why would I see myself in George Floyd? Why would, was, what person goes, I really see myself in this drug addict and this person that's been arrested and, and, and faced jail since nine times. Why would I see, why am I forced to see myself? She wasn't saying that shit uh, in Stanford, Connecticut. Yep. Yep. That's what yep. I like about these. That's what I like about these people. They try to pretend like even someone like Candace. What's great in, I bet you, I want to know about why that officer's a former officer too. I bet you we'll find yep. something. These people are all so funny. Like, uh, cause you know, they're, they're going to get pulled over on a traffic stop too. That's why George Floyd is so powerful. Cause you know, it could be any of us. That's the thing is that it's like yeah. racism. That's that's the thing that's so pure about anti-black racism in this country. People forget Trayvon Martin was a kid that his mom moved out to the suburbs. That's why that was so powerful. Mm. She moved him out to the suburbs to avoid urban violence. And then you're like the subject Ugh. of white violence. You know what I mean? Ugh. So the, it's, it's so it's, so the, for, for her to go, well, I don't blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, nah, that's not what you were saying uh, when you when, when it came for you. A, a sim similar melanin complexion. It tells you what they think of you, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they feel that's representative. Well, and his name is now forever synonymous with justice, justice. according to our Speaker of the House. <laughs> How little must they think of the American people to have that as the hallmark of everything we should be looking towards to better our life and the end goal of where we should achieve things? Yeah, what happened to the lady that he had at gunpoint yeah. if they did a home invasion. Where, where's that justice? What happened to the people, you know, who he probably was selling drugs to? Are we doing drugs? Are we selling drugs? Make what? Yeah, and fact checkers have checked that whole thing about that robbery and shown you how all of it gets escalated beyond, like, there's no gun to anyone's belly. They're, they've admonished all those things. Then they, then they go into, like, probable crimes. Like, it is totally about the demonization yeah. of the individual here uh, in ways that, it, I mean, it's just like, this. It, you know, this is bottom, this is really the Wait, bottom of the barrel. Do you know how many fentanyl addicted drug dealers there are out there? Fucking zero. zero. Let me tell you something. Fucking yeah, zero. zero. One, you don't get high on your own supply. And two, you cannot be a good drug dealer if you're taking fentanyl all the no. time. And, so, and it's also none of these things are punishable by death. It's also all, all yes. of these things are irrelevant. Uh, it doesn't matter whether George Floyd was Adolf Hitler himself He's entitled yep. to a free uh, to a free and fair trial. I think it's also important to note Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind of 9-11, was going to get a civilian trial in New York City. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, all of the, the school shooters yeah. generally get trials. He, they get they don't they, go to a military tribunal. They don't fucking put yeah, those no. fuckers in, in the military prison. No. Could you imagine what they'd say like, if George on. Floyd would have kneeled on someone's neck while they begged for their life for nine minutes? Oh, no. God. <laughs> His family don't live there. Mm -hmm. where, where, how is this man the spokesperson of justice? Yeah. How is the movement today synonymous with justice when you look at what Martin Luther King did? They didn't beat, <laughs> beat people up, kill people, uh, burn buildings, <laughs> Louis Vuitton. They weren't doing those things.
Martin Luther King was the most hated man in America. Uh, and actually, uh, if you look at ads against Martin Luther King, they actually accused him of all the same things they're accusing Black Lives Matter of. They said that King was an instigator of riots. That is precisely the language they used. Uh, so deploying like Dr. King now. And then also what's funny is they mentioned Dr. King and they, these people all consider themselves to be Christians, right? We actually worship uh, an executed criminal. Uh, because the idea yeah. of yeah. redemption in Christianity is that even someone who was uh, beaten and disgraced as a criminal can redeem all of us. So it doesn't matter about your social status. That's what makes Christianity attractive. So it's the fact that George Floyd, he doesn't have to be a perfect person. The fact that uh, like we can redeem ourselves through the sin of his murder is actually very Christian, I think. But, uh, mm. you know. Whatever. But he's black, so we have a yeah. white Jesus, Justin. There's nothing Relax. that we can learn about the state's persecution of its underclass as Christians. I want to know when the rebrand of Martin Luther King happened. They only they only weaponize him, so they don't quote Martin Luther King for any other reason. What they say is Martin Luther King said, "I have a dream." Wouldn't have done this, and yeah. it's like you yeah. don't wouldn't have supported Martin. Like if Martin Luther King, it's like okay, what is the closest thing we've had to Martin Luther King? Like like honestly, Sean no, King. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, Justin. Hear Ariel out here. Hear yeah, her hear out. out. He's trying to sell sweatshirts. No, yeah, come what on. What's so great about these people is they 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 say they always say like what black people should be. You know what I mean? They're like you should do this and you should yeah. do that, and then you won't face racism. But what they're doing yeah. is just describing Barack Obama, a guy they fucking hate. Let that sink in, people. <laughs> yeah. Let Let that if you would just in. go to school and stay married and be like super nice and smart and intelligent and dress well, and pull, up, and your pull pants. up your pants and not ever curse and never ever get mad and always do the right thing and always in there. And then it's like, hi, I'm Barack Obama. Shut up. N <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. When we come back, we will move on from Candace Owens uh, exploiting the, the murder of George Floyd and get to her and Kanye West. So now, if you'll allow me, let's talk about Candace Owens and Kanye West's unlikely, but also very likely friendship. Kanye West was photographed by Page Six cameras looking all smiles as he celebrated the screening of Candace Owens' new documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM. In October 2022, Kanye West wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt during Paris Fashion Week's Yeezy Runway show. And so did his conservative pundit gal pal. That's right, Candace Owens. Mm. Oh my God, there's so much here that Ugh. I just, you know, he was also going, so so first on the White Lives Matter t-shirt, it turns out he had to get rid of, of a bunch of them because he was going to sell yeah. them because he doesn't own the trademark to it. It got bought by this white guy and then he gave it away because he didn't want to have it. He wanted to do it as like a defense thing. So he had to like give away all of these t-shirts that he had made as well. And then I don't know if you knew this, but Candace Owens' husband owns You know Parlis. what, I didn't know that. And someone I was talking to, because now I just talk about Candace Owens on a regular basis. Um, someone <laughs> had mentioned to me like, doesn't her husband own but like the fake Twitter thing. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize that. And yes, he does. So it just like makes it even more just wonderful. Well, 
Well, that was the speculation that, right, that the long con with Kanye West was to get him as a billionaire to actually purchase Parler from her husband. That's like people's mm. uh, big And he was going to do that. Yeah. I mean, he was going to yeah. do that. And then they just announced, because I don't know, for some weird reason, people are distancing themselves from Kanye West. I don't know. Maybe there's something he <sighs> said. Maybe there's something he did. I don't, it's difficult to say. I don't want to assume anything. No, 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 Kanye, Uh, no, Kanye, you don't like Hitler actually now, do you? I love Hitler. I got a puppet here, Netanyahu. And Yahoo. No, Kanye, you can't say that. All the the Jewish people go shut you down. But I actually love Hitler, Alex Jones. Now you don't know. No, now Kanye. Now we now we believe in certain things, but we're we're, we're going to go to uh, commercial. When Alex Jones <laughs> is telling you to chill, yeah. that's when you've I've gone never, too far. I've never felt bad for Alex. I just got like a pang of like, oh man, you're like as a host. And you see a host struggling with someone, you're like, ooh, boy, I know that feeling. I don't feel bad, but I can empathize a little bit. That man's diabolical, too. And let me ask you guys this Is it better to have in entertainment the worst people to be quiet pedophiles or loud anti Semites? Uh, Uh, Why do I have to choose between those two? I hate that. Pedophiles or anti Semites, Ariel? (laughs) What is your preference? Go. Neither. Zero percent. Um, uh, I don't, I want them to just not be. Can we, can that be an answer? Yeah. The, the, I think the that's an answer The problem is not well. even the presence of, well, I mean, yes. Okay. Yes. Pre- <laughs> yeah. It's all bad. What do what you have to say, Justin? What, what yeah. makes the Kanye thing distressing is the amount of people that find it okay. It's like now Kanye to actually up the ante might actually have to become a pedophile to prove his next point that the audience will support him. I mean, is which he is, still wearing Balenciaga? Which is kind of like no, they they dropped him, I think. Uh, but uh, but yeah. I think uh, what's his? But you know, I mean, you can make an argument that that's Michael Jackson, right? Like even people that believe Michael Jackson's innocent, you can't you can't say he wasn't inappropriate with children. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, and you're like, you're overlooking, even if you like think Michael Jackson's innocent, you're overlooking things you would never overlook if it was your neighbor. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Or you just wouldn't send your kid there. Yeah. That's period. To that's the, te- that's the litmus test. That's like the yeah. that kidnapped in plain, plain sight, that movie. I watched that. Justin, like <laughs> having a kid now, can you imagine sending our boys to, to Neverland never. Ranch? It would for never an happen. IHS? I just, I just like, I, I feel sick to my stomach level even of thinking trust. about it for a second. I would never but, even oh. trust them with like a family member, truly, because I I just am not a trustworthy <laughs> person. But Michael Jackson, <laughs> random man, essentially a random man that has like a carousel in his house. I'm just going to let you stay. A carousel yeah. and a monkey. I'm just going to let you chill with this man. With a okay. yeah. ghoulish face. Yeah. Cat Williams has the best bit on him. He's just like, you know what I keep in my house? I keep silk pillows and alizé because that's what bitches like. (laughs) Now, if I was trying to fuck some children, what would I have in my house? Oh, I'd probably have a petting zoo, a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Cat Williams. This show is such a huge Cat Williams fan. But Parler... Uh, Candace's husband uh, that owns Parlor, they now dropped the deal where Kanye was going to buy Parlor. They said, We're not, we don't so want him to buy it. So too diabolical for even Candace and her husband. Hmm. 
Candace Owens learned us, I think, she learned to stop talking about Hitler after she made that comment. Well, it seems like yeah. she's good at the finesse, like the dancing around Hitler. She doesn't say like, yeah, yeah he, I agree, he made points. She just will find ways to be like, is she down with Hitler? Yeah. Like, it'll, yeah. it's a plausible deniability kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, and she, well, she, I think she learned that lesson really fast. And also, I think Kanye doesn't have enough money to buy Parler anymore. Yeah, he like, lost all, it in all, like all, yeah. yeah, every all, yeah. Between his, I don't know how much. How much could Parler cost? Five dollars in a hot plate. Yeah. Kanye lost all his endorsements and it was two hundred k a month in child support. Now, like that's like, hey man, like celebrities go broke all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, also, yeah. also his net worth yeah, wasn't real. If, you, if if you can be a, not a billionaire overnight, that means you didn't never had the billion dollars. They were saying your net worth was based on like speculative income. Mm. So who knows? Well, how that much. was like what we talked about with Trump, where it was like he inflated so much just based on the brand of Trump, but there was so much brand actual value that he had deals with that Adidas deal was like an eight hundred million dollar deal, basically something absurd. But I think that what I wanted to find out was like why Candace did what she did in October of this year. Literally, this is just a, few, a couple of months ago. She went from taking a photo shoot, wearing White Lives Matter t-shirts with him to her and her husband dropping him from a huge deal that would have happened. And she went on uh, a very fair and balanced show to talk about it, Tucker Carlson. Um, so He's me. always a white supremacist, tongue in cheek with his stuff. He Oh my God! Remember we had him on the NRA episode. We he was at that big game hunting expo, yeah. and he just loved hunting. Okay, here we go. Candace Candace Owens on Tucker Tucker Carlson. Why did you do that? You did it together. <laughs> um, and what do you <laughs> think of the response? Why can't you do that? Well, I just want to say it was one of the only weeks that I missed doing your show. And the only reason I would miss doing your show, Tucker, is because <laughs> I knew that there was a cultural moment that would be so significant as this was. You know, I did it because Kanye called me and he said that he needed me to be there at the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, there was a cultural moment. moment that will age very poorly. Within weeks. And even on this show, a white supremacist platform. <laughs> She's really good at, like, finding... Yeah, a cultural moment, and then it crashing and burning. Oh, She's yeah. not even good at, like, elevating her shit. It continues to just get worse and worse and worse. Absolutely. He needed me to be a part of the show. And when he told me what he had in mind and wearing these T-shirts, which, by the way, he told me the day of, um, I instantly understood what he was trying to do and what the artistic expression was. What it offered was a stunning commentary on the hypocrisy of the society that we live in. For years, we were told that Black Lives Matter was not an exclusionary phrase. We were told that it's just what we're saying. We're not trying to leave white people out, right? We're just saying this because this is a moment that black Americans need to have in this country. They were yeah. totally fine when Asian Lives Matter became a slogan as well. Asians, by the way, are doing better in this country economically than white Americans. They're more successful in education as well. And they're more likely- To get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for no other reason than being Asian. Let's ignore the, the racism of it all. I, I, I also like her too, where she's like, it's that exclusionary moment. Like half the Black Lives Matter movement was like liberal white people. So to make it like, I, I like how she's trying to make Black Lives Matter like it was Farrakhan. Even though it was like, yeah. uh, it was like queer. Uh, what was that bass player with the bald head from the '90s? You remember that black lady? That was like who was leading, like. <laughs> Nishay like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was her. 
Wait, it is was really her name? Am I making yes, that up? Yes, like all the scary black guys objected to Black Lives Matter because it was like queer black intellectuals and like they're like white Ivy League classmates. And like, it was a coalition of people. It was like Asian people. It was everybody. That's why the movement was so effective and had such huge numbers. So for her to just make it sound like it was just Farrakhan, it's like hilarious. Yeah, that's why my wife and I were in Grand Army Plaza. We were buying our shirts for like $25. You know, it's just yes. the guy making a bunch of money off these BLM shirts. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I get it. We were, everyone was into it. The one, I think, argument that always puts the the BLM versus White Lives Matter thing to rest is when in this country have white lives not mattered? Well, it's Never. yeah, it's it's an it's a non question. It's also it's a it's not a movement started. It's just a counter slogan. It's yeah. not based based in any conditions. Like white people know their lives matter. It's just like well, they, and this is why whiteness in America is a problem, right? Because it's not like white culture is like its own culture. sort of unique self-sustaining like thing. I mean, there's there's cultural differences between like white people and other people, but there's not like there's not like a white history month. There's no one singular way of whiteness, right? But whiteness is a, like mostly a form of social dominance, right? So yeah. you can only have a white lives matter shirt because it has to have it has to be reactive to black people. Because white yeah. people are never like having speeches with each other like, "Hey, as white people, let's do this thing in our own culture." So like, whoa, whoa, you know whoa. what I mean? Like, I, what ra- I'm, the rallies I'm going to, the white people are saying that. What rallies am I going to? What yeah. rallies no, are but, you going to? But then that's also <laughs> reactive. But but it's also reactive, right? Black people, most of our conversations about our identity and our culture actually have nothing to do with white people. So that's the thing about like whiteness. It's like really tricky, right? Because it's a category of social dominance more than it is a thing. And that's why white lives matter. Of course, it's it's like we're trolling the civil rights movement. That's the only time you'll see this slogan or shirt up here. It's like blue lives matter too. It's like yeah. who was saying who were the pro cop killer people in society? None. It's like it's like a it's a it's a it's just like it's just like counter sloganeering to get credit cards as just one example. And yet, despite all of that, it was okay to say Asian lives matter. We put on a T-shirt to actually do something that was inclusive to say actually white Americans, you are allowed to be a part of this too because literally all lives matter. And in fact, no lives have been mattering. Black Americans are <laughs> suffering as a result because of Black Lives Matter. True. We know that they're- uh, Then why didn't you just write all lives matter on the, the shirt if that's how you felt? Yeah, and it's also like, cause all lives matter. And by the way, uh, check out my podcast where I talk about George Floyd deserving to die for four hours in a row. Yeah, she is a shit show. And also Ariel, I think it's cause Kanye uh, bought 10,000 White Lives Matter shirts. Oh, that's probably, yeah, that's gotta be what it is. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's it's too much it production. Too much production. And then it's also know. the way these conservatives also just like co-opt liberal language when like at the moment it becomes convenient. Now Candace Owens is this inclusive, like affirmative action, practicing, bridge building, like multi-ethnic coalition person all of a sudden when it becomes yeah. convenient for her. But any black person that does this with like actual white activists is like, you know, uh, that whatever conspiracy theory that she would be saying, you know. I don't, where, I've never seen a White Lives Matter shirt other than on TV. Well, like apparently didn't he dump them out because he couldn't keep them anymore and he gave them exactly. to some unhoused individuals yeah. and they couldn't wear them because that would lead to uh, beatings and death. Neighborhoods have been rioted in inner city communities and the businesses are moving out of there. The result of Black Lives Matter has been white supremacy, assuming that black Americans were stupid and emotional and when- What? Wait. What? what? Did she say that the result of Black Lives Matter was white supremacy? 
Is she on our side? She's on our side. Guys, I don't think she knows what she's saying anymore. She's on our side. She's also this like is- all the businesses that were in the hood moved out. They lost the check cashing, the <laughs> check cashing. Uh, they lost another check cashing. A liquor store had to close. All those great businesses that were put in inner city neighborhoods are well, gone don't forget because the of the Black Lives Matter. Combination that liquor check store. Cashing, yeah, yeah, liquor, <laughs> that liquor store had check cashing as well. Would loot and riot their own communities to fulfill a false narrative about policing. And so we got to say all of that by wearing yes. one T-shirt. <laughs> you know, it's I felt so that from that one T-shirt. That's what, yeah, that's actually what I that. got from her wearing that T-shirt. That. And if this was the way, this was the way. <laughs> Did you see the Herschel Walker clip? He literally said these words. These are, I'm quoting Herschel Walker. He said coons, right? He said coons. And then he said yeah. they, they are some of the smartest animals. So I don't mean mine being Oh, man. <laughs> Oh boy! Herschel Walker's campaign has been so great because it's, <laughs> Cause it's it isn't like, a campaign at all. Yeah, yeah. They just found like a black guy. <laughs> Go on there, say some shit. Whatever yeah. you gotta say. Talked about yeah, vampires, about raccoons. That vampire stuff was so crazy. Because <laughs> he was deep. He was like, I'm saying some deep stuff. You know what I mean? Because so, it just kept going. It's like yeah. five minutes long. I don't yeah. think we could do even Herschel Walker as a fraudster because there has to be some element that he that of 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 conning people. He's not conning any. He's just being himself. Really? No. Right? He he's the he's like the. The victim almost would be sad if it wasn't so funny. <laughs> Vampires. It's it's also like the mental gymnastics to say Black Lives Matter is wrong thing to say, and then be like, well, why why can't we say White Lives Matter? Yeah, like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? Why are you mad? It's very like, what do you? Come on, you know why I'm mad. Yeah, it's like when you don't can. believe in anything. Uh, the the great French philosopher uh, Jean Paul Sartre said this about uh, actually anti Semites, right? It's like. Uh, these people like this play games with language because they actually don't even believe in language or meaning or like mm. integrity or anything. Mm. So it's just all verbal. Like you can say something that's blatantly hypocritical. And then once you press them on it, then they'll just like walk off the interview. You just got some knowledge, people. Man. Some great French philosophy for this. You a normal person will say, well, well of course, course all wives matter. But like, why does this make them so mad? It's weird. And dark. It makes them so mad because there is actually in this country a hatred toward white people. It is undeniable. The worst thing that you can be in this country, far from what they're telling you, I would say two things. First and foremost, a black child in the womb of its mother. That is the most unsafe place for a black child to be. Ariel, would you care to comment? (laughs) What is she trying to say? What does she know about me? Um, Is she inferring that... The mom is doing crack or something? Is that what she's trying to say? No. So their thing, this is the thing that black conservatives have been trying to do to get the black vote for a long time, is saying that uh, the pro-choice movement is actually a genocidal conspiracy against black people, which oh. makes no sense considering our birth rates compared That's to white people. That's what I thought she was trying to I was like, <laughs> I feel very attacked. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. also, wow. Um, yeah. And the, so the first thing is a black child in the womb with its mother. The second most terrible thing is a white person. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was like, are we following white people in the grocery stores? Are we like, is that? You should. What? Can you do that? I know. I, I want to start. Can I want to do, do that? that. Like make a, a TikTok series of like me 
following. Because I don't think you'd be a great spy because your hair's so big, and it's like you wouldn't, you know, yeah. you you'd full like, of secrets. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like they hey, think I work what? there anyway, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I might sure. as well just keep it going. It's also it's also so funny because it's something you know they can't possibly believe. If they believed that black people had social power over white people, they would not mess with us. Of course, yeah. It's you know it's like it's like it's like you wouldn't have a network that's like constantly about antagonizing black people if you really thought black people were going to do so. Even like the police wouldn't do things uh, that they do if they you know if they had the idea that they couldn't get away with it. Cause we did have, we did have a moment where we said, you can't get away with this. It was called the black Panther party. Yeah. And that actually and did. And they scare. shut that down. Yeah. They shut that down. Shut it down quick. But you don't see Tucker talking about them. Nope. <laughs> we perceive that as being too normal, right? It's too normal for you to be a white straight male. You need to make yourself somehow problematized by saying that you're trans, that you're suffering, that you're gay, that you're Hispanic, that you have a, a biracial mother, something. People are dying to say that they're what? anything but being white. And again, that is the commentary that we offer by wearing these shirts. You actually cannot right now, today on TikTok, <laughs> you cannot use the hashtag white lives matter because they say that it inspires hatred. And in fact, banning hashtag white lives matter is what inspires hatred. You can't say a lot of shit on TikTok though. You can't say murder exactly. or suicide or like cheating. Like there is mad words that they've censored on. You can't even say the F word on TikTok. You can't, you have to say unalive for death and stuff like unalived. that. Unalive. Yeah. You gotta say all kinds of things. There's a whole things. And it's a Chinese app. It has nothing to do with American censorship. They don't <laughs> yeah. even know what. Yeah, they don't know what we're. And frankly, like, oh, this seems problematic. TikTok does a much better job at censorship than any of the other fucking platforms do. I think I'm all about it. It does for now. Yeah, we shall see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Candace Owens, right? Because it's like if white people are in such bad shape, then why is she pandering to them? She needs their money. You can tell she really <laughs> believes she's spitting here too. She's she thinks oof. Well, she's hitting all the things that are making like Tucker hard. Like, yeah. This is, yeah. Wait, but guys, do you think? Do you think like her husband's white? Do you think he comes home from a long day and she's like, "Honey, how bad were they to you? How bad was yeah. was was the global majority to you to the, today?" Yeah, I think she does. I hope they have some kind of kinky, like very race play based. Yeah, they probably um, do the slave place stuff. Yeah, where he's the slave. Unfortunately. Like he's like a uh, Irish slave. No, I think she's in charge. I, I do think. I think. Yeah, I think an Irish that's, slave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. We're gonna cancel for this one. What? This is the one. What? If you if you were worried oh. about any episode, this is the one. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, this is kindness. the one. Oh, master. Oh, mistress. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh please, so please don't peg me again. I love you. I really do. But please, please don't peg me. Oh. I don't have an Irish. Actually, like you sound like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, that movie from the Gold Member, Fat Bastard. That's what you sound like. Oh, yeah. It's more Scottish, I guess, which is very offensive to some gold. people. People in the Discord, yes. check us out on Discord. The people from the UK and Scotland are going to be very upset with how I just portrayed. Yeah, they're not the going like to. Yeah, do not call them. I, I didn't. I do apologize. We stand with the Scottish people and their independence. Hey, look, I am not a part of the accent tribe here. I'm not doing it. Uh, not doing I'll it. I'll stick to the black accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, child. It's me, Candace Owens. Girlfriend, you know I be getting this white money. I go on there and talk about George Floyd to sit down and give me that money, child. The saddest part of this, Tucker, which I want to add, is that after wearing the shirt and getting back here down in Tennessee, I went to a farmer's market, and I had white people coming up to me with tears in their eyes. And I told Kanye yeah. this, tears in their eyes, saying, 
thank you so much. As if they're the forgotten people for just allowing us By to way, have okay, our voices back. Okay, wait a back. minute. <laughs> just, <laughs> she was at a farmer's market in Tennessee. <laughs> things that never happened are a hundred. Never. White people just come to me, tears in their eyes. They've been so oppressed. And I told them, hey, don't worry about it. I I was once oppressed. It was in high school. I was 15. I see you, I see you. I hear you. I just want to thank you, Candace. (laughs) It's so hard to be a white man in the state of Tennessee. (laughs) You know, I go to the Country Music Hall of Fame and I feel like I don't belong. When I see you, Candace, I see myself. It's incredible. When I'm down at the NASCAR track, I just hope that one day my kids have a role model that looks like them. When I'm at the Andrew Jackson Memorial Home. (laughs) (laughs) You act like they're going places. They're at the gas station. It's also a farmer market. They were crying because they were actually country liberals. Excuse me, I saying, Thank you so much. As if they're the forgotten people for just allowing us to have our voices back. They've been sitting in silence, completely sidelined, told that they are not allowed to be American because there's a vicious narrative around that somehow black Americans are suffering from policing and therefore white lives can't matter. They do. It's obvious. Kanye was correct. Oh, Oh, Kanye was correct. Burn this audio clip into audio history. Kanye was correct. (laughs) I want to... Go well for us in about a week's yeah, time. Yeah. And also, who was telling white people that they can't be American? It's so funny because, like, patriotic thing, like, super patriotic stuff is the most white thing you can do in America. Yeah. Like, it's like, if, like, random white people on Facebook, it's just like mostly American flags and, like, don't tread on me slogans and that kind of stuff. There's not a second where a white person wasn't able to be patriotic. I'd say at our house, very patriotic here. We love, we love America and we love how we're gonna make America slightly better. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I don't know why people put up with it. I mean, no group, no group, no matter what they look like or what they believe, should put up with being singled out on the basis of immutable characteristics. There should be zero tolerance for that. And yet there's enormous, as you said, enforced tolerance of it. It should stop now. I agree with that. Candace Owens, thank you. Oh, thank you, Tucker. (laughs) Nobody should be singled out on the basis of race. Thank you so much, Candace. And for our next uh, segment, Muslim! They're here and we want them out. Well, I mean that's that's our Candace Owens series, guys. What are you what is your take? Did you did you come away with anything? Did you change your opinion on her at all, Ariel? Uh yeah, she's real bad. I hate her. I didn't change my opinion on her. She's uh worse than I thought. Yep. And uh it's not good. Justin. She's not a talented grifter. It's no, just so much she's of, not. It, that's a, the, what I learned yeah. is that she's not even good at this at it, all. It's it's just the right is so desperate for like a black spokesperson. I was gonna say the, the the two things that I came away with from this whole thing is like one, if you just show up and you adhere to like the talking points of the Republican Party or like alt right, they're like you're in, you're in. You just show up. All you gotta do is show up. That's it. That's it. And the other thing is, man, that trauma, and we've seen it from, like, Jim Baker to every fraudster we've covered. There's something in their past that at least we think forms them and, like, sets sets you down a path that makes you the way you are. And, right, we're not 
you know, psychologists or psychiatrists or anything like that. But it's very clear how some of these major life events, when people, the philosophers themselves talk about them, they, they change their lives. And she actually has something in common with uh, other prominent black conservatives is that she started at the other end of the spectrum and then something happened. Uh, Thomas Sowell was a Marxist before becoming oh, the Thomas wow. Sowell that we know today. Hmm. And uh, Clarence Thomas actually was a huge fan of Malcolm X and would listen to Malcolm X records like on a loop in his like dorm room. And then something happens to where he becomes like resentful of white liberals and he completely, although Malcolm X is like resentful, right? Liberal, he, like Clarence Thomas has this weird version of the lesson he took from Malcolm X is... I should participate in white institutions that are against black people so black people don't have access to bad institutions the way Malcolm wanted to separate from white people. Yeah. It's very weird. It's a very weird thing in his mind. Do you like her more now that you know about her, Cena? No. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. You had to think about it, which is upsetting. <laughs> I still have to work with you, so... The gra the grave dancing is is the it's the like the worst thing. That's the that most egregious do. thing. Yeah. 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 It, I mean of all yeah. everything she does is gross, but that's truly like below the belt kind of yeah. disgusting shit. Yeah, you I mean you're you're taunting a murder victim's family. It's like that's like it, it's the worst I, you could thing you could possibly do. Right? And I was talking to someone today about this. It's like we on this show we literally are trying to find the line of like who is just like someone making a mistake. And then someone that is awful. And well, we figured it out. Herschel Walker <laughs> making a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Candace Owens, awful. Awful. Doing it on purpose. Exactly right. Yeah. Herschel Walker likes to watch TV late at night with vampires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a man I might smoke with. Yeah. Hell yeah. Actually, no, he's bad. Well, he has mad kids and, and doesn't take care of him and shit, right? That doesn't, that does, That's, should not he, refute. He abandons I would still He abandons him, I was so I don't smoke. want to smoke with that guy. You're not going to smoke? I probably have smoked with that guy, to be honest. <laughs> I've smoked <laughs> with a man who's abandoned his children Absolutely many times. We all have. smoke with that man. Who yeah. amongst? Yeah. Who amongst? That's when you get him into a, a, a false sense of security, and then you hit him with the hard-hitting right. questions. But he's not, like, super, like, Candace Owens is a malicious. Yes. yes like actor in ways that like and I almost you almost the presence of someone like Candace Owens makes you want to give someone like Herschel Walker actually kind of a break. I, that's <laughs> what's fun, that's, the, that's what's great about this show guys. That's what I love is that like that's the feeling you get is like man she is yeah. so bad because these business ventures are so transparently a grift and then you look at Herschel Walker you're like man that guy's been programmed for so long. What are we gonna what is he gonna do? He knows this song. Yeah. That's the only song he knows how to play. Yeah. It's Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> yeah. They asked him, what are, what are some important women's issues? Uh, Herschel Walker, he said, well, the groceries have gotten real expensive. And you know the women need to be getting them groceries. that women be shopping. And therefore... <laughs> and in conclusion... I will lower the prices for the ladies. Ladies night, Wednesdays, 11 p.m. For the groceries... Hit your local stopping shop, but don't too late, cause the werewolves are out. <laughs> this has been the uh, uh, race hustlers on Candace Owens. <laughs> this episode was edited by Carlos Fonseca, uh, and a uh, big thanks to the research from Demetrios Patelis and Emily Fusco. Uh, and uh, this has been a production of Zero Cool and the Last Podcast Network.